Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, you've been a very bad boy slash girl, whichever, and it's time for your sin and punishment. Anyway, so Sin and Punishment was released in Japan only in November of the year 2000. The Millennium! Of course, it was developed by our good friends at Treasure and published by Nintendo. It did get a re-release, kind of a half localization, when it came to the WiiWare store under the Virtual Console, which is how I played it. Craig, how did you play it? I emulated it on for N64. So you had no English in your game at all? No English whatsoever. See, uh, you when you messaged me and were like, hey, how did you figure this out? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. There must have been game facts or something. But uh, no, they partially localized everything, all the menus and stuff into English when they re-released it on the Wii. So that's how. That makes more sense. It's funny, though, because even playing it in Japanese, I never missed a menu item for what I was aiming for. I managed to play, I managed to continue my game, I managed to save my... Everything worked just by pressing the button that I thought might be in the position. So that's that's good user <laughs> interface design right there. Um, did you get that... Excuse me. Did you get that weird thing where when you boot up a game and you see not one single word of English, you're like, oh. Yeah. And I... Oh, yeah, that's kind of oh, terrifying. Oh, I played it for like half an hour, and then I messaged you and went, Dave, this is all in Japanese. It was at that point I thought, <laughs> I'm really not getting thread of what's going on here. <laughs> um, well, I, I would love to hear your take on the story, because um, all of mine was in English dialogue, and I still have no idea okay. what's going on in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to. I, I've done it before for these when I've not understood what was going on. This is another level of just not understanding. <laughs> well, uh, I do know it takes place in the far-fetched year of 2007 during a worldwide famine. Jeez. So how did your family get by in 2007, that black year? It was it was horrible. The freezer was full of magnums and ice poles. I don't know what the, you would call an ice pole. A freezy pops. A freezy pop. Um, and the cupboards were full of tins of beans, so we were quite lucky actually. We were rationed to three beans per day, and at the oh, weekend okay. you could have a freezy pop, and that seemed to do us actually. Uh, Any belly trouble fluff. with neighbours, or did you get by without? Like, did you come together as a close knit community, or was there just all out chaos? Oh no, this was like this. We were a fallout community, a shanty town, or kind of thing. Oh. Um, and people, I mean, everywhere you go, there were bottle caps all over the place, so we started collecting bottle caps. <laughs> By halfway through the year, their value had skyrocketed. It was ridiculous. Um, and you could pick up bottles of radi- radiation-soaked water and just drink drink away. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, as long as you have a fancy pouch of Radex, you should be all right. And see, uh, here in, in this densely clustered country, uh, we ended up eating each other. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, our community kind of took a downturn for uh-huh. a while there. I can imagine. Uh, my first wife and my first kid, uh, they got lost to the slaughter, but oh, you all got to go sometime, right? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I suppose. Um, the worst thing, that ha- I mean, I lost a few stone, but I gained an arm. So. Oh, that's good. That's handy. Um, yeah. One guy down the street got this weird tree growing out of his head. It was kind of cool. Oh, Dave, you've... 
oh no, 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 you can't joke about that. Because there's that guy in India, the Indian kid that's got that tree thing where his limb has looks like a bit of bark. Have you seen that? No. Oh, no, no, don't even, it, it really freaks me the fuck out. Oh, is it that disease where your skin kind of turns into like this chitinous scale? He's turning into a tree. He's essentially turning into a tree. I don't know what, I don't Right, I feel queasy now. Can we just get on with Sin and Punishment? Because that's... <laughs> okay, so Fallout 76, guys. Um, That kind of died on delivery, didn't it? <laughs> oh, that tanked. I mean, considering this is being released way in the future and Fallout 76 only released very recently when we're recording this, it's tanked. It's already near half price on Amazon. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You, uh, we'll get on to Sin and Punishment in a second, but I'm curious. Do you know anybody who played it? No. Um, I know plenty of people that absolutely and utterly were excited about it, like I was. And as I mentioned in the game of the year, it was probably the biggest disappointment in the year for me. And I've not even played it. Do you see what I did there, Dave? I referenced the past. <laughs> even though it's in the future. <laughs> You're so clever. <laughs> Doc Brown, I'm very proud of you, man. All right, so you booted up. Sin and Punishment, there was a bunch of Romaji that you could not read, so you found your way to start, and blam, you're in the game. What do you think? Um, my initial thought was, the controls are all backwards. I was aiming and shooting with my left hand, the thumbstick and then the trigger, and I was moving side to side with my right thumb, and then I hit upon a theory, which was, I, I think that the left-hand side of my controller was emulating the central stock of an N64 controller. Yeah, so the second banana prong. Exactly. So I, I, after I figured out what was going on, it took me a hor- I tried holding the controllers upside down and my opposite hands <laughs> all, all over the shop with it. Um, it took a wee while like, getting used to. I didn't expect what happened because I was expecting... Uh, um, side-to-side shooting gallery, not running forwards. It totally, totally took me by surprise. I had no idea what this game was, just to point out. I've got no history with oh, it. Oh, so you were expecting Wild Guns, where it's like kind of a exactly. standstill scene. Yeah. Uh, okay. And at, at most, you would be moving sideways, either in action or between action scenes. As soon as I started running forwards, I was like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, initial impressions was it's very, very cool. It's very, it's different, and it was, it was nice to play a game like that. Well, uh, a couple of things. Number one, so on the N sixty four, right, our good buddies Treasure decided that they were just tired of games that use the N sixty four joystick with the middle. Why do that? So instead, they said, "All right, well, let's hold it on the left and the right and ignore the middle completely." Uh so. You could hold it by the middle, but the middle analog stick would do the same thing as the D-pad. Okay. So, like, the way I played um, on the Controller Pro was move with the D-pad, aim with the right stick. Okay. You ignore the left stick completely. But, yeah, um, having, like, your jump and your shoot on your triggers is kind of weird. It takes a while to get mm-hmm. used to. The the jumping in particular is a, it's just different having jump. We spoke last month now about having. Remember we were talking about 
keyboard and mouse gaming, Psychonauts it was, and jumping with oh, your yeah. right, right mouse click to jump. Yeah. And I remember that being a thing. This is equally as odd as that. Having a jump mapped to a bumper button is just not, or a trigger isn't natural. It feels like it's breaking some kind of law. Yeah. Um, it, You know what it actually reminded me of, like, sitting down and playing this again? It reminded me a lot of the way you feel so kind of just flummoxed by the controls like you do with Alien Soldier, which makes sense because mm-hmm. it's treasure. But, like, that was the same thing where you had to – you actually have to come to grips with the controls before you can even start playing. Yeah. And that doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're really the only games that make me, okay, let's stop and get a handle on the – because everything else you can just pick up and figure out. What have they been up to this time? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what weird thing they got. All right, so in case you're not familiar with Sin and Punishment, this was a game that for a very long time was a cult hit because it never came here. And people that imported it were very much spreading the word that this is one of the best N64 games ever. And so it kind of got this Holy Grail-like status because it never came here, or Europe for that matter. And once Nintendo finally released it here, I didn't know what to think. And that's kind of why I brought it up here, because when you're playing something that is already at, like, legendary status and you've been reading about it for years and years and years and years, you're going to be influenced, sort of. Uh, That surprises me. I thought it was, like, one of your personal faves. It is. Like, I really like it, but I don't know if... uh, if what I think is kind of being colored by everything else, like I played this on an emulator like you did, but all the documentation wasn't there when I tried it. And so it was very much me fumbling in the dark. And this was back when like N64 emulators weren't very good either. Yeah. So I just kind of said, ah, you know what? Screw it. I'll wait until emulators are good enough. And then you forget about it. And that's what happens. So as Craig said, this is kind of a shooting gallery game where instead of like Wild Guns where you're posted up or Cabal or 1975, you're very much running into it almost feels like Star Fox, except you're running on the ground. That's a very good comparison. And out of curiosity, how do you feel about Star Fox? Um, I've only played one, and I don't know, it might actually be Star Fox 64. That's like the big one. Okay, it probably is then. Um, I like it. I like that more than I like any other kind of space shooty things have played. Well, yeah, they're not like something like Cotton or yeah. any of the other shmups we've played here. They're it's, very different. I, I think that it's that, it's that perspective because like any, anything else we've played doesn't have quite the same feel as a Star Fox game. No, you're right. It, it does make it feel very... Out of curiosity, where do you fall on this versus the Wild Guns? I much prefer Wild Guns. Is it... Okay, well then why? More than it. Apart from the control and the language barrier yeah. I faced, it's the <laughs> it's the character movement. I think, although in Wild Guns you do move and you do you do have enemies on the same plane as you, and you have to dodge or attack them in some way. I think I prefer that. That to me screams gallery shooter. It screams of something. It's got the feel of a gallery shooter. This feels more like a moving. I'm on a escalator gallery shooter type thing, and it didn't gel with me as much as the pure Wild Guns experience did. Yeah, well, um, 
a lot of the time, this kind of reminded me of, uh, I don't know exactly what genre they fall into, but you remember those games where you're kind of just moving through a video and all you have is a cursor and, you know, you get like one chance to shoot these things and if you miss whatever, you just keep going. I, you're ringing bells, but not for the... Yeah, I started off thinking going down the gun, the light gun game route until you said mm-hmm. you had a cursor and you're ringing bells that I don't know Oh, Dave! What there is a game that's popping into my head. What is? Well, that? for me, there's 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 games like Knife Edge and uh, Deadly Tied on PC, and or like those old Star Wars Rebel Assault games where you have no control whatsoever. You're just a cursor. Can't remember what I'm thinking of, but I'm gonna say yes because I noticed a lot of the times here, and I don't know if you noticed or not. It really doesn't matter if you kill the enemy at all. No, it doesn't because I spent the first. Half of the first level, not shooting, because I couldn't figure out how. <laughs> I think... Yeah, it mostly boils down to, here's a small gauntlet, now take on a boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the boss is all, all monster, yeah. It's the, that's absolutely fine. But the actual enemies on the way to the boss kind of just fly in and out of focus. Uh, especially, yeah, like, yeah. You notice it on the first level more than anything. The first level was my tragic introduction to the game where I didn't shoot for the first half and then I couldn't figure out how to shoot the sand snake monster type thing um, yeah, or what I was supposed to be doing so I, I died there unfortunately and when I replayed it I kind of thought I'm not even shooting anything as I'm going through the game um, but the boss you have to shoot in the face well sadly there is a tutorial oh uh, it, it's it's a full blown like interactive tutorial where they'll show like a picture of the controller and then <laughs> tell you to replicate it and show you what it does. Oh. I mean, I can't say I blame you because if while well, it's in Japanese, mm-hmm. I do you but, know what? Um, see see the the first button that I pressed, I assumed was going to be new game, and then the second button I pressed, I thought was some sort of. Um, do you want to start a new, like, reload over an old save or something? like You know, like that kind of option that we'd see. Maybe yeah. my first option was I actually picked skip tutorial instead <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you're shooting in the dark. Yeah, it's <laughs> like when I played Puyo Puyo Tetris. It's like, all right, hmm. I think that's the picture of what I want to play. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, like, um... There are some things that I wouldn't have gotten unless I did the tutorial and Nintendo was nice enough to translate it. Like, did you know there's two different modes of firing? There's a lock-on and then there's free aim. Is that when the color of the cursor changes? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that. I didn't. I knew the color. I knew the color was changing, but I didn't know for why. I just. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of like, oh, you know, this is a, just a different gun, maybe different thing. Nope. Uh, you can actually just lock onto a boss and then just focus on dodging while you hold shoot. Oh, jeez. With the downside being it's weaker. That's all. Um. So how far did you get in this? Um, can you explain the level? There was... I was on a boat. No, I wasn't on a boat. Was I attacking a boat? And I was on a floating oh, platform? Oh, like, like all the aircraft carriers? Yes. That level's pretty good. It's very good. Um, good. (laughs) The enemy, like the enemy design, the the first level threw me off a wee bit because there's a wee bit. It was a wee bit shit, you know, a big snake and some flying things. I thought that too, you know. But after that, it ramps right up. And that particular level has these kind of like 
humanoid type shaped robot things with sharp edged legs and arms and it, they're really kind of quite threatening and cool quick moving things jumping about the place but yeah the first level doesn't set this game up well you know i i gotta agree and i think it's because it's on the n64 like if the grass you're running through right because i would imagine all those little spiky things that look vaguely like grass if they were actually grass and the sky was actually on fire and there were these cool you know um underground sharks going under the ground you know that would be really cool but on the N64, it looks like you're running through a forest of needles. The sky is vaguely red, and there's some blocky bit that's under the ground. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best. But, you know, um, after that, it, it kind of ramps up a wee bit. But you completed it, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're interested in this, the game is probably an hour, hour and ten minutes, and that's with you dying. So, I mean, it's very quick, arcadey kind of a score attack kind of game um at this point i just want to point out that i did only play it for half an hour it wasn't through anything other than i just got a switch and i'm sorry to be fair though you only got three levels from the end all right okay do you know what i shall boot up that and i will no i'm not i'm not gonna i'm gonna play the switch yeah don't worry about it (laughs) you got a switch man who cares um but yeah like the um once you hit that aircraft carrier scene, mm-hmm. that's when they start fiddling with stuff that make it a lot of fun. Like your ship that you're on, I guess, mm-hmm. your your jet, whatever you're on, you know, you'll flip upside down and you have to shoot things upside down and then it turns 90 degrees and you're on the side and you're in the water. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. The, whole, um, the whole game is very cool. Uh, the, the way you transition from scene to scene have these cool wee cutscenes that just are, I've got no idea what's going on, but it's pretty cool it's not like i was imagining it was going to be as shit as zone of the enders for setting up what was happening in between you running about you or and zone of the enders flying about shooting things but this isn't this is amazing looking like just the wee the wee things you get the wee insights into why you're running and shooting i sort of agree um i would say it's not as bad as zone of the enders mm-hmm. because very little is but uh, I had no idea what was going on, and they were speaking my language, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I had no idea. But there's a point where, you know, like, you're running, and you get to the end, and then you've got to jump onto a ship. So it, it at least explains why you're on a ship. And then you run, and you get onto a platform, and the platform starts rising. It explains how you got onto that platform. It's That's the way I took it, is it's, it's fluid. There we go. You go fluidly from level to level. It- and in that respect, it feels like Time Crisis because you shoot, you shoot, you shoot, you shoot, you shoot, and then you go do, 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 shoot, 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 shoot. You know what I mean? See, I was going to say it felt like House of the Dead. Okay. I, I think they really nailed that arcadey feel to things. There's yeah. no fluff at all in this. It's either you're playing or you're waiting 10 seconds to play. Yeah. Before we do final thoughts and all that kind of junk, has this interested you enough for its sequel? Because the sequel did come here. If I could. Was the sequel crap? No. The really? sequel is better. Oh, the sequel okay. is very good. Oh, that's surprising. Um, uh, was it N64 as well, or was it later? Ah, uh, Wii. Came out on the Wii. Oh, I thought you were speaking French there. Wii, yes. Wii, Wii, Well, the Wii opened up a bunch of interesting little things that I think are terrible, but instead of using the controller for your cursor, you can use the Wiimote. Oh. And so you're just moving with the nunchuck and shooting with the Wiimote. 
that, that might feels weird work. to me. Yeah, that might work though. It might actually be a good use of the nunchuck and controller. <laughs> um, it's also got a thing where you're not just on the ground. You have like a jetpack, so you can fly in all over the screen, kind of thing. If there was a sin and punishment that I had access to right now that wasn't English and played the way I thought it was going to play, as in movement with my left thumb and aiming with my right <laughs> thumb, I would be all over it because it's pretty darn good. Um, That would be Sin and Punishment Star Successor on the Wii, which I hear you can get for free on certain benefactory websites if you're inclined to do so. I don't understand what that means because I'm squeaky clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so that's basically your final thoughts was, yeah, this is kind of good. It controls really weird. That's kind of good. Shit. Yeah. I've done my final thoughts by accident. Sorry about that. Um, really quick, just on a little side tangent. Did you like the N64 joystick? No, no, I can't say I did. You know, I didn't either. I couldn't stand it. Like compared to other joysticks, like even the Sega Saturn Mm -hmm. pad, stuff like that. Or the PlayStation? Yeah. Oh, PlayStation compared to N64. Ooh, good stuff. I said PlayStation, and now my console is like, you cannot operate with your voice. But that made me think, like, Nintendo's had, like, two good joysticks their entire career? Let's see, what have they had? What have they had? You should start with the NES, like, square brick. Yeah. Which controls fine, but that fucker hurts your hands after a while. It does. It does. SNES controller's okay. SNES controller is beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Ace, it feels weird now to hold it without, like, an L2 or R2. Yep. But once you get used to it, it's good. Game con- GameCube. GameCube. GameCube was... Fire. What was the GameCube? I had a GameCube, and we played copious amounts of games in the GameCube, and I cannot picture the controller in my mind. Oh, it, it kind of looks like an SNES joystick with a tumor at the bottom for the <laughs> D-pad and that yellow so C-stick. It does. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, that's no good. N64 is no good. The Wii shit. N64. The Wii The U. Wii is terrible. The Wii U Pro Game Controller, Cube. good. Wii U Pro Controller is very good. Yep. And the Switch Pro I Controller. I like that a lot. And I quite, I'm quite liking these Switch Joy Cons. Yeah. See, that's where you're crazy. Ah, oh, well, that's this is what this is what we're saying. Pre-recording Mario Party with four people playing on dinky Wii controllers. It's they're not they're not built for using for long periods of time but it feels like the kind of game that you would be playing with colourful dinky wee controllers. I've got, like, a blue one, a red one, a pink one, and a lime green one or something. Oh, yeah, the Splatoon ones? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, not My Splatoon. Problem- They're the Mario Party boxed ones. So uh, you got the fancy Mario Party box. I did. With all the little dingly doos. pleasantly surprised it came with a physical game rather than a um, digital download code. Oh, a download code? Yeah. yeah. I am... Um, See, my problem with playing... Uh, by the way, Sin and Punishment is a really fun game. You should check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> That's fine. That wraps that yep. up. So um, my problem with the Switch when I'm playing Mario Party is, you know how you got the plus and the minus side? Yes. My thumb is constantly hitting this take a screenshot button. Oh, yeah. Like, we've only played it twice, and I've got like 70 or 80 screenshots. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. I had to go through and delete stuff afterwards. It just feels too small. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are, they're dinky. I'm not going to play it up. We're getting Smash, or we got Smash. God, whatever. The, I can't be bothered with this pretense now. This is pre-Smash Bros. release. Um, pro controller for that. 
I've got Odyssey on route. Oh, oh, definitely. Pro controller. I'm not gonna I'm not joking myself. If we're playing anything else that's party ish or four player, yeah, fine, we'll use the Joy Cons, but it's very much Pro Controller all the well, way. Well the nice thing for you, at least, uh, is you know, if you get a pro controller, then you have two different pairs of Joy Cons, which means you can still play three player stuff with full controllers. Yeah, very true. Um so uh, now that this is the pre-Smash hype episode, <laughs> who's going to be your main, dog? Uh, I'm stuck because I've always, always, always gravitated towards Toon Link, and I feel stupid picking Toon Link every single time, or last time, Wii U time. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Looking at the roster, there are... Do you know who I really fancy having a shot of? The Game & Watch oh, guy. Really? Mr. Game & Watch? Yeah. Just something a bit different and a bit bonkers. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I thought about going different bonkers and maybe trying ice climbers for a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. But then they said the Castlevania guy is going to be in it. Yeah, and it's okay. like, well, there, there goes my slot. I'm toast. Fair enough. Is Isabel in it? And As in, or was that a joke? Isabel, like from Animal yeah, Crossing? That, that was a... Yeah, she's in it. Okay. I didn't know whether that was a joke to... Um, troll all the people waiting on a full Animal Crossing release. The one I thought was a joke that actually turns out to not be a joke is the piranha plant. Oh, yeah. Oh, bloody neck. This is going to be fun. I know, right? It's like, this is going to be amazingly yeah. cool. Um, <clears throat> Please forgive us for not being professional. I meant, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably mm-hmm. pick it up on day of release or sometime afterwards. Yep. Give it a go. You, you rescued that well. Just, it's going to be amazing. No, thank you. Oh, it's going to be great. Yep. And this will be really the first time that we all can play Smash together because Luke never had a Wii U because he's a douche. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Wii U, so when I turned it on to play Sin and Punishment, I'm pretty sure it gave a cough. Oh, no. I mean, like, I booted up. I'm pretty sure it went <laughs> before it started it up. Uh, it had, like, an inch layer of dust on it because it was in my closet. I don't play the Wii U. But how often do you play your Wii U? Um... Every weekend, I think, just about. Really? Still? Yeah. I mean, like, Amelie's Mario Kart mad, so it's Mario Kart a lot of the time. Um, but, you know, I oh, got... not anymore. I got my Wii U post-Breath of the Wild release, so I bought it when it was already dead and had... Uh, I don't want to say the entire back catalogue as if there's hundreds of decent games, but I had a fair chunk of games to get through. I'd say there's a good 30. Yeah. Nah. No, no, 20. Probably good 20. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a good chunk of games to get through, so I have, I've been playing it fairly regularly. I'm now on to the oddities of the collection, so the, one of the last full titles I've got to play, its name has just escaped my brain, Dave. <laughs> It's a cross... Um... Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Yes, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It's Fire Emblem. Yeah, that's Fire Emblem Bloody and hell. Persona. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. It, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is one of the last things I've got to play. You know, I bought that new and it is still sitting on oh, my shelf. It has not been touched. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's weird. I'm starting to feel about the Wii U now the way I feel about the GameCube. Like, just this weird affection for it, even though its library wasn't exactly the mm-hmm. greatest. I mean, I'm I'm with you. It could have been... Like, they could have thrown a bit more into it. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad in a way that the Switch is out, and it looks like it's gaining momentum, and they're not going to just, you know, rest on their laurels. 
I'm hoping for something. Do you know what I'm really hoping for, Dave? Huh. Super Monkey Ball. Ah, oh, Super Monkey Ball Switch would be pretty yeah. good. You add in some like online races. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that'd be good stuff. That is because when when I think GameCube. That's the first game that pops into my head every single time is Super Monkey Ball. Now, see, me, it's Luigi's Mansion still. Like, that was yeah. the GameCube game for me. Um, Yeah, I don't know about the Switch. I mean, I know it, it's really hacky to be like, oh, time will tell. Mm-hmm. Well, no, duh, time will tell. But their initial barrage has really dried up. Like, now it's back to the, oh, you could play Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze on it if you like. Or mm. you've got Minecraft, See, as I'm sure you are aware. Oh, I'm very aware. That my feeling this, I felt like that before I had a Switch. I felt like that, and I felt like I've already played Don- mm-hmm. I, I played Donkey Kong like three months ago. I'm not, I'm not going to get it again for the Switch. But the more I think about it, the more I think the Wii U tanked that bad that there's actually those twenty titles should get the oh, should yeah, get more it's exposure. A good business yeah. Move. And I think things like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, it's priced at like 30 quid. It's not full 50 quid for it. If someone hasn't played it and they missed the Wii U or they had a Wii U and didn't play it, they're perfect games to pick up and play because they're fantastic. Anything that they're putting out in that bracket is good. Um. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm inclined to deg- agree. I think Tropical Freeze is one of the best platformers ever made. It mm-hmm. was amazingly fun. But... um. Are you going to get Splatoon? Should I get Splatoon? See, here's where we kind of divide in our little group of friends. Grim, Mike, mm-hmm. absolutely loves Splatoon. Put in like 100 hours in a Splatoon. I put about 10 and went, eh, and that was that. So I don't know. Have you played the first one? No. Um, I've got it, but I haven't played it because I thought that no one's going to play with me. I'll get drowned. It reminds me, I don't know why, but it, it makes me feel the same way we felt when we started playing Drawn to Death and we played it and we are like, oh, this is great. We've played this, played this, played this. And we played it like once. And never played it again. <laughs> and never played it again. It, Splatoon gives off that vibe to me for some strange reason. I don't know what it is about the game itself. I just feel like it's not going to be, it's not going to capture my attention like that. I wonder if there's a demo. People that it clicks with, it really clicks with, but it didn't click with me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if it's just because... I you know I don't know why I can't put my finger on why I didn't like Splatoon. I think the characters are great. They're they're awesome new character designs, and the idea of painting instead of killing is a great idea. Like nobody's ever done that before. But for some reason, it just didn't click. So then, would you say for your Switch, Smash is the game to look forward to for you? Smash is the only reason that the Switch is out just now, rather than um being waiting till Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to say too loud in case anyone hears. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Um. No. No Mario Odyssey. Oh, I'm getting Mario Odyssey tomorrow, and Rabbids. Oh, good Rabbids surprised me with how much fun I had with it. Those are two. I'm borrowing them from a very good friend, who's also said he'll give me Xenoblade oh. Two, which I've yet to play Xenoblade, oh. and I couldn't get through Xenoblade Chronicles X. I just. That was a Wii U game that I try. I've started that four or five times, and just I can't, I can't get through it. It's kind of bad, man. Like I can't stand Xeno. 
Um, <clears throat> no offense to Mr. Austin if he's listening, but I'd rather play Tales of the Abyss mm. again than play Xenoblade again. Oh, speaking of which, I've finished Tales of yes. the Abyss. I've actually finished that. Hey, congratulations! We're still recording, Dave. We are. Um, so this has been kind of a sneak peek into our just normal conversations. Yeah, it really has. If if you have any comments, uh, you think we could have composed this conversation better or anything like that, uh, you can mm-hmm. hit us up at the website at The Bit Effect. Uh, we're sorry for this kind of wonky episode, I think. But um, Sin of Punishment is really good. As uh, I'd say it's on level with Alien Soldier mm-hmm. for me. Yep. And um, check check it out. Check it out. At your local library. Um. Up next, Craig, in the editing room, what do you have for us? Insert game here. And then you say, okay. oh, that sounds brilliant. Yeah, can't wait to play that. Oh, man, that's about on par with Luke Pick. Well, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. I will make that work. All right. Are you ready to call her close? Yes, I am. Thank you very much for picking Sin and Punishment. It's been a, a uh, blast. No problem. Sorry I didn't get to play it more. Like, I, I probably should have checked into it whether or not it was localized on the Wii. But I forgot. That's fine. That's fine. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Cool. Cool.